Hello, everyone. Thank you once again for tuning into the In When You're Out podcast. I'm your host, John, and today I'm with Emil. Say hi, Emil. How's it going, everybody? So, today we have um, some good news. Um, legislators are working on opening up the states um, in a safe and coherent manner with a well-thought-out plan, which is very, uh, very important because I feel like that's missed for a lot of uh, other states. They're just trying to jump into reopening as fast as possible, and there's only going to be adverse effects from that. You know. So, just to start out for today, today is Tuesday. We have our weekly coronavirus update. Um, not to be so uh, numerical, you could say, but um, as it stands, 3.4% of Americans right now are infic- uh, infected with coronavirus. For Spain, it is 4.7% of their citizens. The United Kingdom is 3.3%, and Russia is only 1.5%. But Russia do- does have around 140 million people. So, it, you know, they may have more cases, but the percentage of their population is less. Um, for worldwide cases, there is 4.2 million cases as of uh, yesterday, last night. That's kind of mind-blowing, honestly. Yeah, that's... Like, yeah. Yeah. Just to see how much it goes in up per even week, like it goes up like a hundred thousand a day, just to see it at four point two million. The um, I think the last, kind of... if I could look here, on last week, it was just under seventy thousand. Or sorry, um, I believe it was just under three million last week. Was that? Let me check that right now. Yes, three point six million. That was last Wednesday. Now today is so, Tuesday. So we've had a. There's still three point six million. There's. So we've had about eight hundred thousand new cases. Wow, it's still going up quite rapidly. Now this brings up the question. Yeah. Have we even seen the apex or the? Still uh, not prime? yet. It, it's. There are some some signs of it slowing down in uh, certain areas. For New York City, at least, um, we're, that's why we're now reaching the period where um, mostly the governors are saying, "Okay, we can transition into a uh, reopening of the states," you know, in a very cool, calm, collected manner. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, they have to be extremely smart about this. They can't open up way too fast you have to kind of like right you'll just fall into the same routine as before and then you're just shooting yourself in the foot but you know yeah exactly like you can't like is made out of eighty thousand american lives that's right yeah eighty thousand americans have died so the virus so speaking of this i was just hearing about this at work i don't but sure atlanta Atlanta, mm-hmm. they reopened way too early, and uh, in result right. of this, they've had so far a very bad second wave. Right, and I can imagine so, that. You know, I'm sure so, it will be um, the case for Florida as well because of all the beaches that had reopened. Yeah, that definitely, in my opinion, was not a smart thing to do, especially with how serious this is. To yeah. like not mine in your age group, but to older people, they're the ones mainly affected by it. But right. also, younger people have died as well. That's true, and nobody is uh, strictly immune just because of their um, age or anything like that. There's a lot of factors that play into um, 
becoming definitely. ill and dying from the coronavirus. But definitely having any to- uh, any type of respiratory issues or um, any age. I I think it's fifty five plus. Basically, you're at a, yeah. You're at a much higher risk. But Governor Cuomo stated in a press conference yesterday um, that this Friday, May fifteenth, is going to be the end of the closure of New York. It would be lifted. He says, May 15th is the end of the statewide closure, and the question is going to shift more towards localities and regions across the state to make sure they're in a position to open, and the state will be working in coordination with them. Continues, May 10th, we're right about where we were March 9th. And when we start to see the number of lives lost, again, we're right about where we started, March 19th. From my point of view, we're on the other side of the mountain, he says. Now, from March 9th to March 30th, the cases had started on March 9th. There was 57 cases a day. All right. The height reached 6,017 a day. That was on March 30th. Mind you, this is a month and a half ago. And, or sorry, that's referring to um, New York City, but that was a month and a half ago. Um, and judging from the past two months of coronavirus case tracking data, you are statistically less likely to contract the virus on Sundays. This is directly correlating to more people being home from work on this day than any other day of the week. So, yes. And it's a it's about 60 to 40% less likely to contract the virus just on Sundays because mo- most people are off in their home. That astounds me. But it doesn't surprise me, you know. I mean, Sundays usually like everybody's like relaxing because it's like, oh yeah, Monday I'm back at work, so right. I'll just spend the day at home. It was just interesting to see a correlation like that. There was two graphs that I based it off of. Uh, The first was um, provided by uh, the NYC coronavirus tracking. That was a graph, and then the uh, other graph was supported by um. Oh God, now I'm gonna look like an idiot. Source. I promise you, it's a real thing. Uh, statistically, okay. most Americans are off on Sundays or weekends as opposed to any weekday. So, but most importantly, what does the reopening look like? It's a force. It's a four-phase plan. So we're not going to immediately be jumping right back into going to parks and things like that. Um, but it is coming. You could. Say. And phase one. Um, constructing jobs, manufacturing, and wholesale supply chains and even retail uh, jobs, but they'll have curbside pickup. So that means you can go out and buy clothes again. You just can't go into the store. As well as agriculture, forestry, and fishing jobs. So things like that are going to be reopened in phase one. You you actually still see a lot of curbside pickup, like uh, oh, yeah. PetSmart does it, Dix does it. So like, there's still a lot of businesses doing that right, right it's, now. It seems to be the only option, no? Yeah, it's the only option. Yeah, and they got right they got to do what they can, but now it's going to be more convenient, especially for um I guess retail because I wasn't sure how much, uh how many sorry retail stores were uh, operating that way, but I guess they're allowed to now. Um, for phase two, it'll be professional services, finance and insurance, and then retail will be fully open, meaning you can actually go into the stores, administrative support, which is a big one, I'll tell you why, and then real estate and rental leasing, which is another big one. So now you can go in and you can actually view houses if you're looking to buy or looking at apartments to rent, things like that. But for the administrative support, the DMV should be opening in phase two. 
which is a big deal for me and I'm sure a lot of other people. But then it goes into phase three, which is then the restaurants and food services, as well as hotels and accommodations as such. And it isn't until phase four that even arts, entertainment, and recreation open, along with education. Now, phase four can be even a, a year away, some are projecting. So any people that are right now experiencing online college or online classes, even for high school, middle school, you could almost expect that for... I would say upwards of a year, unfortunately. Speaking of that, um, as a college student, um, uh, I was talking to my advisor, and uh, there is a 90% chance that classes for the fall semester will start online. You know, um, for right now, um, the school districts around us, they're closed until the beginning of the year, and they're even considering that they won't open for the year, or at least for the uh, fall. Um, they should probably <laughs> wait it off, but definitely a smart decision, especially with how serious this can right. be. It's too close to call now, but look at some scientists, or sorry, not scientists, some doctors are predicting that this will even go into 2022 before we really see a true eradication of this virus, where we don't have to keep things closed, where we don't have to social distance, where we don't have to wear masks. Two years. This... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. Two years. Does that mean like we're, it's going to be like two years before we see like a live concert again? Realistically, it could be because that might be the time that um, the record labels are like, okay, our bands can go on tour again. It's safe. You know, you can have those big uh, groups of people again in concerts and yeah. things. But I'm not, I'm truly um, holding out for that, but I'm not sure when it's going to be. It, it might be sometime. Um, but all of these phases are determined from risk of infection weighed by economic impact. So if it is a low-risk area and it has a high economic impact, they will try. So things like um, factories or um, constructing, manufacturing, things like that. And then if it has a high risk and a high, or a high risk and a low economic um, return, then it's not really worth it. Things like recreation, entertainment, arts. That's why they're more at the end of the list. And you also run into more people being in large groups, uh, considering those activities. So, yes, yeah. I'd say it makes sense. But I I really do say these uh, phases are definitely a smart way to look at all this. Right, and this is something that should have uh, it should have started this way. But instead yep. they were saying, what? They, they just oh. wanted to jump right into it, but... At the beginning of this, uh, they were saying, oh, coronavirus will not be a problem in the U.S., and look at it now. <laughs> it's the worst we, in the U.S. It is the worst in the U.S. We have the highest amount of cases. We have the highest amount of cases, the largest death toll, and the highest infection rate. For no reason, truly no reason. The common denominator? President. Uh, yep. Um, before, before we touch on old, old Orangey... Um, just to uh, give everybody kind of the specifics for the guidelines, uh, except the CDC guidelines before they even try to reopen anything. So for area, region, and locality, there has to be a 14-day decline in hospitalizations or under 15 new hospitalizations for a three-day average, a 14-day decline in hospital deaths or under five new deaths for a three-day average, new hospitalizations under two per 100,000 residents for a three-day rolling average. And then 
for these two. Share of total beds available, a threshold of 30%, and share of ICU beds available, a threshold of 30%. It goes, it goes further. 30 of 1,000 residents tested monthly, 7-day average of new tests per day, and then 30 contact tracers per 100,000 residents, or to meet current infection rate. So, I don't know about you, Emo, but I haven't been tested yet. Neither have I. It, man, the the general populace, I don't believe, has been tested yet. Um, if anybody I, I, who's watching right now, sorry to cut you off, uh, has been tested, please let us know. That'd be very interesting to hear about. But go ahead. I honestly think there's a lot more cases that we don't know about yet. Especially with yeah. the people who have not been tested, they could have it and not even know. I agree Since with it that. Does have it incubation period of almost two weeks this uh is also a risk factor that we have to take into account because people could still have the virus without showing symptoms for up to two weeks so right and that's could play a, play a role in the reopening because honestly you don't know who has it and that could so, be the uh the worst impact of the second wave but again that is because people don't understand that okay maybe you won't get sick but you can be a carrier for people that will get sick Especially, um, they say the second wave would be especially bad in winter as the virus thrives in cold conditions. Really? See, I would not expect that, really. Um, yeah, it thrives in cold conditions like hot temperatures that can actually kill the virus. The, you know, the virus... That's, that's, almost, that's almost sadly funny because it's been snowing in May. Yeah, which... It's honestly mind-blowing. They try saying climate change obviously isn't real, which, uh, snow in May? Yeah, that yeah, kind of reads. It's, it's snowing more in, uh, snowing. It's, it has snowed more in May than it has in January this year, I believe. I think I don't, so, actually. I don't think it snowed, like, maybe twice in January. It's, like, four or Dude, five times so far in May. It's only the 12th. There yeah. was three days in January with, like, 75 degrees. Yeah. Like, well, probably not 75 degrees, but it was really warm. No, no, it was 70s. It was upper 70s. You're right. Um, I think there was like a few days then and then it started snowing again. But um, before we uh, get into anything further, I just want to show a video, which I don't think anybody's going to hear. Uh, they won't see it, but they'll hear it. It's from a press conference from the other day with uh, Trump talking to a I'll just uh, play the video for you guys. Bad problem. Okay. Emo, you won't hear this. Uh, yeah, go ahead, please. You said many times that the U.S. is doing far better than any other country when it comes to testing. Yes. Why does that matter? Why is this a global competition to you if everyday Americans are still losing their lives and we're still seeing more cases every day? Well, they're losing their lives everywhere yeah. in the world. And maybe that's a question you should ask China. Don't ask me. Ask China that question, Don't okay? Ask when you ask, ask them that question, that question, you may get a very unusual answer. Yes, behind you, please. What, sir, why are you saying that to me specifically? I'm telling you. I'm not saying it specifically to anybody. I'm saying it to anybody that would ask a nasty question That's like that. That's not a nasty please question. Please go ahead. Why does it matter? When okay. Uh, anybody else? Please go ahead in the back, please. I have, to, I have two questions. No, it's okay. But we'll you pointed to me. I have two questions, Mr. Next, President. Next, please. But you, did, you called on me. I did, and you didn't respond, and now I'm calling on Sorry, I just the young lady in the back, please. I just wanted to let my colleague okay. finish, but can I ask Ladies you Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Appreciate but it. You thank you very much. 
And so, sorry, Emil, you're going to hear that. But to everybody that was listening, um, yeah, he called on a reporter. He asked for the question. She told him the question, and he didn't like, he didn't want to answer it, okay? She said, why does it matter that, you know, you say that we're having the best response to the coronavirus when we're not? Why does it matter on a global scale if all these Americans are dying? And he says, why don't you ask China that question? And then, <laughs> look at to illustrate um, really the position that our, uh, our government is in currently in response to this coronavirus. Um, it's abysmal. For a first world nation, uh, for as great as America can be, it has a lot of shortcomings in very particular and important uh, instances. Um, healthcare, and specifically, I could go on about, but I would almost offer a suggestion to just not listen to the president regarding anything concerning the virus. And yeah. <laughs> also, they need to take Twitter away from him. This is also in development today uh, on that topic. Um, Twitter will now start um, censoring any misinformation of the coronavirus. They said even if that includes Donald Trump. So, if he is misleading his followers and posts on Twitter, then... He's misleading just... the American people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, the people that are eating it up, they'd eat up anything. You know, but... <laughs> I digress, you know. I really get so mad about talking about uh, that guy. Mr. President. But, I'm um, speaking on people that are very upset and also billionaires. Elon Musk. In response to California not willing to reopen on his circumstances, he is now threatening to move his headquarters of Tesla out of uh, Alabama, sorry, Alabama, California County. Sorry. Um, this was filed Saturday in federal court in um, California's Northern District. As for a permanent injunction barring the country from in forcing a uh, shelter-in-place or a stay-in-place order. Um, for some reason, they believe it's exempt because their operations are defined critical infrastructure. Um, which I could see, but isn't that the case for other car manufacturers? And if that is also the case, uh, why aren't they allowed to operate? But, hmm. So now he's suing them. They're filing a lawsuit. Um... Alameda County. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm probably not. Alameda? I, I can't pronounce it either. I don't want to say it wrong, but I already know I've said it wrong. So besides that. Is he going to be moving his company to a different state to reopen it sooner? That would be a lot of work. Um, if he's considering how long it might actually take to reopen the state to where he can assume uh, status quo, regular business for him. Um, if he really does think it's going to take so long that it's worth his time and money to relocate the entire headquarters over this alone, perhaps we could see that. Um, I mean, he's definitely rich enough to do that. Right. I mean, he could have the money to do it, absolutely, but would it be viable? Just because he's got the money for it, it doesn't mean he'd necessarily want to do something like that, you know? Yeah, he could still lose out a lot of money by doing this as well. Right. I'm really not sure, in especially the position that he is in, because he is such a, I want to say, 
internet superstar, you could say. Elon Musk is highly regarded in the internet and meme community. Maybe not so much anymore, unfortunately, but... I mean, he is the uh, guy that's going to get us to Mars. Yeah, that is very true. I, I, you know, despite the things he's uh, most recently brought up, especially on Twitter, I still want to see him be the first person to ever step foot on Mars. He deserves that, I believe, uh, very, very much. He's definitely one of the smartest people we have right now. Well, maybe in the um, intelligence to... um, I mean, that's his opinion, though, but... No, yeah, absolutely. But um, as far as, like, money to intelligence ratio goes, he's pretty good. He's got a good ratio going on. You know, he's not some... Yeah. But anyway, um, how are things looking for Pennsylvania? Because as um, New York City is operating, and eventually those things are going to get moved into New York, um, what's new in Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania is like its own ballpark, pretty much. Um, Mm -hmm. Governor Wolf uh, has threatened consequences to the violators of the state home order to the counties waiting, wanting to step out of line Wolf threatens to withhold federal pandemic funding. Oh. And to the... Oh, wait, you were going to say something. No, 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 I was just going to say that does make sense, honestly. It, it seems harsh. It seems really harsh, but it does I mean, make sense. Whatever you got to do to make sure you keep the infection rate down, like whether that be mm-hmm. uh, implying punishment, Um, he's just... I mean, this is a way to look out for people. I do like um, the way that they're doing it. If you're then, if you're going out of your way, sorry, to oh um, you're good, keep going. If you're going out of your way to spite the law, then they should not be wasting money on trying to get you to follow the law. You yeah, know this is like entire counties wanting to like step out of line, like mayors and all that stuff. Right, and if they do, they're like, okay, we'll cut your funding. And then if you really want to keep doing the things you're doing, you're going to be doing them without clean masks, without any ventilators for the people that are infected. Without any medical support, basically. Any coronavirus um, care package is out of there. Not even considered yeah. for them. And then to the small bit, to like the businesses wanting re- to reopen, he threatens licensing or health department sanctions to wow. get involved. So he's really go- going all out to ensure that people are following the rules. Yeah, see, he is. Um, A lot of people are arguing that he's going very power hungry. Like he's like, I, powerful. It does. I, see, now this is an entire another topic. It is the um the reason that people are protesting out there and they feel like their freedoms are being stripped away is because the response to this, and this is always in terms of a crisis, you know, the response from the government is turning to be a little bit more authoritarian. They are putting on sanctions and withholding funds. And kind of moving uh, without any uh, repercussions from the people, because the people are already in a pretty shitty position to begin with. Yeah. So it allows the justification of, okay, well, we you, we couldn't do this otherwise, but because we're in a crisis, now we're allotting ourselves these powers that, you know, before would have never even been brought to the table, you know. Um, yeah. To speak of uh, personal experience, or at least from uh, my own hometown of... Binghamton, New York, there was, um, well, I'll just say there was a business in my local area that had um, gone against the rules, and they had people, it was a restaurant, they had people after curfew, they had people loitering, 
they were serving people. Uh, you're not supposed to be doing these things. After 8 o'clock, there's a curfew. You can't have anybody inside of your restaurant that's not an employee. So they got arrested, and they took their liquor license from them, which is a, it's pretty hard to get a liquor license, especially harder to get one back after it's been revoked. And they've all both been charged, both the owners have been charged with misdemeanors. Wow. So this is not something to screw around with. It's really not a joke. You know, it's, let's see, the virus has been in this country, I believe lockdown started March 10th. It is now May 12th, so it's been two months since quarantine. Um, and it, it astounds me that people are still taking this with, I don't know, I'd say a grain of salt, but disregarding everything that um, legislators are trying to help or trying to push for people to be better. Yeah. I mean, if the people want to disobey that we could see a second lockdown, do we really want that? No, we don't. Yeah. Look, it, I don't know how true this would be, but in my own opinion, I believe that if people had just off the bat immediately said, okay, we're going to follow the rules, we're not going to gather in groups, we're going to social distancing, Etc. Etc. I feel like that could have shaved at least four to five months, if not a year, off of how long we'll be in quarantine. Yeah, it's just small things like that. You know, it's 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 frustrating. It really is. Oh. It really is. Especially there's yeah. there's nothing better than uh. There's nothing better we can do but follow the rules. You know, even if other people aren't. Just gotta do the best for yourself. Be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah, if you're listening right now, please follow the rules so we can eventually go back to concerts, do the things that we enjoy doing. Yeah, I want to see System of a Down. Yeah, I really want to see a day to remember and Slipknot again. You know, I haven't seen Slipknot yet, and I, I think I planned on it last summer, but that fell through. And I was hoping maybe this summer, but you know, maybe maybe when I'm 27, we can get out there. Yeah, I mean. Hopefully, we'll be able to see that again if people start listening. But anyway, um, Pennsylvania is yep. kind of doing a similar thing to New York, but they kind of like did a color-coded phase, like red phase, obviously stay at home. Right. Yellow phase is aggressive mitigation, which means there's like mm-hmm. kind of like what you were saying earlier with like three, like what? crap. Yeah, no, no I, I I do get what you're saying, yeah. You can, yeah, you know what you were saying. Like, I kind of lost words for a second. You're fine. And yeah. then, um, and then there's green phase where the mitigation is totally lifted. Right. And I don't think we've uh, seen any of that yet. I don't think we're going to see that for a while, honestly. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, we're getting there. Um, yeah, I just encourage people to follow the rules. I know. I know. Who wants to follow the rules? Nobody. Well, I do, because I don't want to be in quarantine until I'm 80. Or see yeah, more people die. Yeah. Yeah, because that's kind of the worst thing. I think just about um, almost, I want to say, 260,000 people have died. I can pull it up right now. This is an active, uh, this is an up-to-date track. A little over a quarter million. million. A little over a quarter million. Do you think? Do you think we will see the a million or no? Oh my God! If we saw a million deaths from this, I don't know what people would even do. I think 
I don't know. There's nothing you can do. You really can't protest the virus. If you got up today and were like, I'm going to get out there. I'm, make, I'm buying my whiteboard or my poster board. I'm buying my markers and I'm going to go to the Capitol and don't. Just don't even waste your time. Don't waste your money and don't waste other people's lives, please. That's truly what it's coming down to. Anyway. Oh, what, did, uh, what did you want to bring up today about, um, speaking of China from earlier, what happened to China recently? Um, so, earlier this week, a Chinese rocket fell out of the sky as of May 11th. Chinese rocket measuring in over 100 feet fell back into the planet's atmosphere. This makes it the largest piece of space junk. Space junk is like any debris junk floating around in space, like yeah, such as old satellites. Uh, okay. This is this makes it one of the largest pieces of space junk that has fallen to Earth in decades. Hmm. Long 5B rocket was launched May 5th. The rocket carried a new prototype crew cap capsule. Oh. After a week of the rocket being in orbit, the main stage of the rocket fell back into Earth's atmosphere around 11. The object was going thousands of miles per hour, and I've included the Earth's rotation speed as approximately 1,000 miles per hour. So, oh, so it's, uh, it seems, or it's back to Earth? Yeah, so as it was, uh, it's obviously going with the Earth's rotation as it is in orbit, so... Right, it being thrown thrown back into the atmosphere would would push it going even faster. It'd probably be like a speeding bullet coming down. Yeah, uh, something. Yeah, just about like that. Honestly, um, I was trying to find a way to describe it. So, did you play? This is an awful reference, and this is. Do you remember Call of Duty, where they were gonna send um these giant metal pillars and they're like shoot them down out of a spaceship, and they're gonna be like nukes hitting the ground. Yeah. You, yeah, you kind of remember that? So, yeah. that is actually um, a feasible way for using arms of mass destruction. Um, not even throwing, just dropping these gigantic metal pillars, or if it's this case a rocket. Um, once it reaches the ground, it is traveling at an insane speed. And by the time that it actually impacts there's going to be a huge explosion not explosion but there's going to be a great upset of earth crater say. crater there's like yes. a huge crater so wherever that falls um yeah expect the big crater hopefully it's nowhere this, this is what, kind of like a shark. was that a manned mission were there people in that uh, rocket no no, it's just like a prototype capsule. There was nobody in it. Oh, okay. Well, that's good that it was a prototype. Hopefully they learned something from that. But you can't really... Um, I don't know. I don't think I've heard of anything really bad like that happening for um, any space developments, any spaceships, any uh, space stations. I haven't really heard a lot of bad things happening in a while. It seemed yeah, like it was kind of bad. streamlined for a bit. Um, but now this. I don't know. I guess... Uh, See, now this is again just speculation, but I'm pretty sure that China's, um, um, they're creating like their own s version of NASA, and they're kind of collaborating with other, th <sighs> again, I have to, I have to look this up, I'll, we'll talk about this on another podcast for sure, but I believe China is trying to form its own kind of space union type thing, 
um, with collaborating uh, countries that are all going to kind of pitch in and fund a uh, space exploration program. I need the exact name of it, but I'm, I can't. I, uh, I can't remember. Sorry. But um, along with... Oh, go ahead. Oh, wait. Keep going. You're, you weren't oh, finished yet. Uh, along with um, SpaceX and NASA, their collaboration, um, there's been the new space age, basically. So if everybody were to kind of just pool their money together, and they were like, okay, we all support this. We all really want to see things in space. We all want to commercialize space. We can do that. Please, please if we get our money in there, I really want to see life on another planet before I die. Please, yeah. Honestly, I, I believe that we're in the realm of uh, life on this planet where that is feasible. That we should be able to find life on other planets in our lifetime. Or at least uh, confirm the existence of it. I oh. kind of had like a strong statement a while back um regarding yeah. the regarding humans. I said well, that the human race will be the cause of its own extinction. Yeah, I can agree with that. I feel like especially, there's a Oh, go ahead. Especially with like what you were talking about with uh weapons of mass destruction. Ah. These weapons could uh completely wipe us out. We could do one wrong thing and then we're all dead. Especially it's not even that like with the climate change that's caused by us, that's making the Earth have such extreme weather patterns. Like, think of like how much bigger hurricanes have got, how much more prevalent they have gotten. Oh my that's God, what... that's right. Yeah, last year there was like seven tropical hurricanes. I remember yeah. there used to be one every like four or five years. I remember back in the day when um Katrina. Katrina seemed awful. I was like, oh my God, hurricanes can just do and all then, that. And then, then Harvey came around. Yeah, and then there was Hurricane Irene. And then I honestly lost track of all the names because there was like six or seven tropical storms in one year. The Bahamas the Bahamas were like destroyed. Yeah, the sand if I've seen pictures of the Sandals Resort, it was completely underwater. Oh my god. Just show it just shows how much the earth will fight back no matter what we do. Truly. Imagine Because the Earth nothing is stronger than the force of Mother Nature. Oh yeah, the, you know, as much as we think we can combat things like that, the footprint that we are leaving on this planet is definitely um one, it's getting a lot deeper, our feet are giving are getting a lot heavier, and we're also I don't know, in the movement we are right now, it's kinda like the green revolution. We all wanna start giving back to the planet and cut down on all our fo fossil fuel emissions, and I think so, it's well overdue. This brings up mm -hmm. pro since the coronavirus admitted has been around right. a lot of pollution has been uh, mitigated like look at china since right. they were under lockdown pollution went down significantly oh it's because so, well yeah go ahead could this be the planet saying something um i i suppose it could be interpreted like that um, i mean I, I just find that's it how funny. i kind of looked at it but no, I, I could i could definitely see them i find it more a correlation between people um Either not buying things, not driving their cars, you know, there's no manufacturing or production, so most of the time that's where natural resources are in play and things like pollution. Um, the biggest polluters are the corporations of the manufacturing plants, things like that in China. Um, I believe China, I don't know if this is still true, um, over a million gallons of polluted water into the ocean every day. Every day. That's a lot. But, you know, in, in the entirety of the ocean, it's not. You know, there has to be something that we can kind of do about that. Um, and that's just Definitely. to be 
mindful as well as understanding, okay, I could do this thing right here for really cheap and um, displace a lot of the planet for my sake of capital gain, or I can be more mindful and I can even be a little bit, I don't know, within myself and say, I'm not going to go all out to ravage the planet for my own personal gain. Yeah. <laughs> but that's expecting too much from people. Oh my god. I can't, like, I honestly can't wait for the day where we start focusing more on our renewable resources over, like, petroleum and all that stuff, because yeah. petroleum is obviously a limited fuel. Right. And, um, no, I still want to get Kyle on here, because he's kind of the oil expert, but... Um, yeah, I'm not, an, I'm not an expert in any of that, so... No, yeah, really same, same for me. Um, but I just, like, you can make cars that run off water, like, steam engines, like... Yeah. That would be much more efficient, and it'd go up in our atmosphere and rain right back down. That's true. Well, there is always a byproduct. It's just O2. Oxygen. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. So, the first cars that were ever created, all the way back in the uh, late 1800s, were electric. They were electric cars. And it wasn't until, I believe, after the early 1900s that cars were starting to transition to gasoline. Because gasoline, I believe, was um, not invented, but found um, around that time. Became, I mean, it became more prevalent. I right, think. because before crude oil, they only knew how to take like a few things out of it. And they found that the rest of it, so it's like kerosene. You get kerosene out of it, everything else is garbage, you know, waste product. They found out that you can refine um, crude oil into a multitude, multitude of other oils and... Um, um, can synthesize rubber and you can uh, create asphalt you can make plastics from oil all of these things so will oil or gas ever go away i don't I mean i don't think so probably not in our lifetime definitely not in our, our lifetime i think it would have to be hard it yeah it'd probably be a couple thousand of, of years in the future like it kind of reminds me of that episode of futurama where they, like, mined out the last of the petroleum. Yeah. I don't I don't think I've seen you don't it, or I don't remember it, at least. Yeah, um... What happened then? Can't remember the episode that well, honestly. Well, what would, what would happen? By that point, hopefully we'd, uh, not rely on it so much. You know? If you I mean, really... if we were, if we were relying on it still by then it would probably see like a kind of a fall a downfall yeah see because but, it's kind of like us with electricity mm -hmm. so many people will rely on electricity and if it were just to go out chaos would happen yeah utter chaos yeah like, truly like people without their phones there's gonna be mass hysteria um yeah. pacemakers if those people would just die if those went out because they rely on electricity so it's Anything like, that relies on the internet relies on electricity as well. I think yeah. uh, if we had large-scale blackouts for even a week, that would cause a... <laughs> people would be protesting the electricity at that point. And that's... Um... But there'd be no way to hear about it because the internet would be down. <laughs> that's when things would get real. That's real protest. That's not, oh, I need to... Uh, appeal to everybody on Facebook or Twitter so they can see me with my sign so I can collect followers. It's, 
no, no, I need to change things. So I'm out here wasting my life trying to get the world to a better place. That would honestly be the point where you like wake up in the morning and hear small arms fire in your t small local town. Yeah, I honestly do believe that. I don't know. People raid the grocery store, but Emil, it wasn't even uh, outside of our lifetime that we didn't have smartphones and things like that, and everybody operated just fine. Yeah, smartphones weren't even a, really a thing until like 2005. Yeah, remember I... the Nintendo DS? How revolutionary that was, dude. The touch screen on that is like oh, back then. Even I could not. I was like, how does it work? I'm touching the screen. Does it work? I can't touch the TV and dude. it'll work. Dude, I freaked out when I got my first Nintendo DS. I'm like, oh my I god, do, I got, I I got a Nintendo TS. I'm like way better than all the other kids. <laughs> I was like shaking when I got it. I opened it on Christmas. I got a red one. My sister got a blue one, and I was like, <laughs> I went in. I went into school the next day. I'm like, everybody, every other kid's playing on their Game Boy Advance, and here I am with my Nintendo DS. You're like, what's up, plebs? And you're like, flipped it open. They're like. <gasps> You, you push oh that God. little thing on the side that makes it, like, turn on. You just had to, like, flick it. Oh, yeah. my God, it's a Nintendo DS. Dude, join my Picto chat. Dude, the Picto chats were <laughs> something else. Those were lie. lit, dude. Those were lit. Dude, I remember, like, the DS was pretty popular until, like, up to fifth grade, like, when the DSIs were coming out, the yeah. 3DS came out. Like then you had pictures and videos, and they actually connected to the internet. People were watching yeah. porn on them. Yeah, dude, that was crazy just to see how fast they went, like, how fast technology has evolved since, not even, like, from, like, 2005, like, look yeah. at video games from 2005 to 2008, like, remember when Grand Theft Auto 4 came out? Ah, uh, my friend had that on his PSP. Dude. God, man. I remember our first computer. All right, this thing maybe weighed, like, 500 pounds, and it was probably as big as, like... I don't know, my actual computer tower now, except it had maybe a third, if not like an eighth of the processing power and storage of my computer now. Emil, what was your first gadget that uh, supported internet connection? Like, not like a computer, but what, like phone or iPod or DSi or whatever it is. I think I was like six years old i got like my first computer it was like this old computer that ran like windows 95 Ooh. all right wait wait, wait, wait. Like, so like um it was i don't even know what version of windows it was i just know it was like a super old version of no it. yeah i get what you're saying but i'm i'm asking like um so i had an, an ipod and i turned either like 11 or 12 and when i um that was my first ever, like, I could go on through the internet by myself. I could go on YouTube. I could go on Snapchat. That was the biggest thing. Play oh, like, Angry Birds. Play Happy Bird. A lot of bird games. Like, I was probably sixth grade then. That was when I got my first smartphone. Oh, really? Yeah, I had, I had a droid. I had a droid Razor. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, dude. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Dude, it, I was, like, begging my freaking aunt for this phone. I'm like, oh, my God. Everybody else has a smartphone now. I really want one. Yeah. So when I first got... I well, okay, go, go ahead. I'll tell my story in a second. Yeah, I was like, everybody else has this, has smartphones. I'm the only one in the grade without a smartphone, which that was obviously a stinking lie. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. I'm like... <laughs> The, the Droid Razor was, like, the newest phone that was coming out. Like, the newest smartphone. Like, mm -hmm. 
Oh, I remember seeing Andrew. the commercials. I was like, oh my god. Remember the commercial? They're yeah, like Transformers. They're like. Yeah, dude, that phone was like a $700 phone back then. <laughs> and I And I had like this old like flip phone at the time, and I'm like, I really want this Droid Rage. Like, time and to I, upgrade. I don't know how I convinced my aunt, but I did. Wow, dude. I, hey, it I'm... was like, everybody in the school's like, oh my god, he has a Droid Razor. He's you're cool. Like flexing, you're like, can dude. I get your number, girls? Dude, that that was like some easier times. Like, yeah, you were the coolest kid in the class if you had the nicest phone. Like, yeah, those were the days. Or if now, you could run the fastest, dude. If you were in fifth grade and you were the fastest runner in the school, you were king shit right there, senior dude, king shit. I miss those days though. <laughs> yeah, now we have to pay taxes. <laughs> exactly. Take. <laughs> pay all these bills like you work and then you have to give your money away like oh i just got a paycheck oh shit never mind i have to pay Uncle my car Sam's off. like what do you mean you got a paycheck oh i'm gonna have a fun weekend and then fucking your furnace breaks <laughs> and then you're like wow there goes my 401k yeah exactly what a gross and awful world we live in as americans Would you we say that but there's worse. I remember like the argument saying it's harder to be a kid than it is an adult. Who who says that? I don't know. I just heard it from somewhere. Some kid saying I, that, I, dude. <laughs> I don't even remember where I heard it. I just heard it. I, I I would expect something from the coalition of rich kids with rich parents. Rich kids with fucking super privileges. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here's my here's my story about my first uh I had an iPod. Well, not my first one, because I had an iPod Nano, but that didn't have any internet or anything. I forget how I had this money, but I bought an iPod with my own money, and I felt, like, amazing. I was like, oh my god, I'm an adult now, at 12. And um, this was after I had a cell phone. So I hadn't had a cell phone between, like, I don't know, for the past year. Uh, my dad smashed it because I sent this kid a really bad message. But that's besides the point. So I finally got my hands on another device that I could text off of. I kind of called, but I had iMessage and all that junk. And I think I had, I think I had that until at least high school, maybe like eighth grade. I got a iPhone, an iPhone five, dude. Those things were small. They were like bigger than maybe like a pack of gum, honestly, dude. I remember my first iPhone was the iPhone 4s. Oh shit. Dude, actually, I had a 4S and that got five. Yeah, because they had the they had the different um bottoms. You know, they had like the big, the big huge chunks instead of like the little tiny uh, plugins for the charger. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Dude. They went back when they were like huge. Yeah, they were like triple the size, and they'd always break, dude. They literally always broke. And it was the most annoying dude, had... thing to plug that in. I had to buy at least probably 10 fucking chargers for that phone. No, that is that is definitely where they make their money for sure. It's the chargers. It's the chargers, it's the headphones. They were like, how do we make more money off of people? People aren't losing their headphones enough. They're like, what if we got rid of the charger port or the headphone port and we gave them wireless headphones without the cord? Fucking genius. And then they're like, oh, here you go, AirPods. And everybody's like, oh, my God, AirPods. But then they're like, and in case you don't want to lose them, we'll sell you this string that you can attach to them both. 
120 bucks. Literally, I, I don't even like Apple products no more. They It's like, oh, here's the same exact phone, but with an extra fucking camera. Yeah, here's a fourth camera. It's like, really? Really? All right, hear me, hear me out. I could be an iPhone 12 salesman, all right? All right, let's all see right. it. Hi, I'm Emil Holbeck, and I'm here to introduce the iPhone 12 for a small fee of $2,000. Instead of four cameras, it comes with five cameras. <laughs> In a, pretty not even, an, not even an inch bigger. It, the phone's probably about the size of a small fucking tablet, and it doesn't even fit in your fucking pocket. <laughs> this time, we took the charger port out. Wireless charging. You slap it on this fucking tab, and it charges your phone. <laughs> That's it. Four grand. And it does the same exact thing that the iPhone 11 did. It does the exact same thing the iPhone 8 does. The iPhone 7 does. But you know what they do? After a while, they're like, oh, iOS isn't supported on this device. It's too old. Oh, it's three years old. Hmm. Apple has actually gotten sued for slowing down their products. Look, at I, I could tell you that firsthand. As I go on to my uh, iPhone 8, I can look at the battery usage, okay? And it wasn't until... Look, it was like perfect. It was perfect, perfect. Until they released a new iPhone. Alright, and then it showed. It literally... I want to see if I can find it. Maximum capacity right now is 89%. That means when I charge my phone to 100%, it really only has 89% battery. That's bullshit. Oh, here it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, when was this? Oh, let's see. It's all nice and straight. Oh, yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect. And then starts dropping like crazy for no reason yeah i'm not getting a new phone until this thing's a, a, a paperweight i'm telling you i just paid it off too look at that dude <laughs> this is my Ooh, that's a lot. my iphone 6s dude that thing i got that probably around the time the iphone 7 was coming out oh was it a colored one no it was like your t it was like your like typical which like is like gray silver, or something. Your gray iPhone 6s. I think mine's first, black. There's like white and black. Yeah. Yeah. At first, the phone wasn't bad. Like the battery life wasn't bad. Like, but a year later, mm -hmm. the phone the phone was pretty shit. Really? I mean, and that doesn't after, surprise me. But I've had I got that phone tenth grade because I remember that was the phone I had at my first ever ADTR concert. Ah. Did you already tell the good people that are watching us um, what happened to your phone that you threw across the football field? Alright, alright. So wait, was... first people, could you guess? Okay, now listen all to right. Emil's story. This was my iPhone 6S, okay? Okay. I'm like, alright, so this is probably 11th grade, and I'm like, alright, so mm. this kid's chucking his iPhone 5S across the football field, and you know how fucking 5S's were somehow indestructible. Yeah, they were bricks, dude. Dude, th those phones were fucking bricks. I'm like, alright, so this kid can chuck his phone across the fucking football field and it won't do anything. So I'm like, I get the bright idea. I'm trying to impress this chick. I'm gonna chuck my fucking phone across the football field. You're like, I'll lands show him. In, lands in the softest spot of grass, guess what? I pick it up, I'm like, okay, this phone's probably fine. I pick it up, fucking shattered. <laughs> How? Just like drop... I don't even know. Like... <laughs> I mean, I did throw a phone across the football field. What like the like entire a... length of the football field or like a Probably portion? Like halfway. Probably <laughs> halfway, half. 50 yards. You're like, ugh. Dude, I yeeted it. Like, I completely yeeted so, it. So, and then phone. you run over there. You pick up your phone. You look at it. 
it's shattered and you're like, what the fuck? Or are you like, damn, I shouldn't have thrown my phone. It was like instant dread. I was like, fuck. <laughs> everybody, I hear everybody in the background, how's your phone? I'm like, oh, it's okay. Nah, it's fucking shattered. You're like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't, don't <laughs> I look shattered at me. my phone. So, of the, um, the new website that we're on, it's called Anchor. Um, let me, I don't have a link to it right now, but it's Anchor Podcasting. I absolutely recommend it to people. It's a really easy way to get into podcasting. It's, um, it'll automatically put it on other sites for you. It links your Twitter. It links Spotify. You can even put it on Facebook. It's a really good source. We found it recently, and it's also good for ad source and revenue. Um, so this is our little plug for it today. I believe we have to give it like 30 seconds. But what I wanted to say is that um, there is a hour limit, um, unless you want to combine episodes. But we usually just go for an hour anyway. But um, just for the time restraint, I'd like to say about, what do, you th- what do you think, 55 minutes is good? Yeah. All right, 55 minutes is good. Sorry, everybody, that was really looking forward to those last five minutes of us just jabbering and getting away from ourselves. But we're slowly approaching that now. Um, anything last you want to say for today, Emil? I think we had a pretty good time. Dude, I just can't get over that phone memory. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just trying to be impressive. I'm like, oh, dude, I can be. Co- I'm gonna do something cool. I'm gonna chuck my phone across the football field. Oh, I know what happened to that phone now or that iPod. I was playing basketball and it fell out of my pocket and shattered. Now I remember. But dude, you know, that phone went through so much shit. I got the screen fixed, and then a week later, I dropped it in a fucking mud puddle. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's some bad luck. I wanted to say I got my stimulus check. I got it in the mail, so I have the actual check right in front of me. I've actually cashed it, or I deposited it. I did a uh, mobile transaction, so I actually got to keep the check. That's pretty cool. And so I'm gonna keep it. I'm going to put it in this little box I have where I keep all my uh, memorabilia. And it's funny because it says, Economic Impact Payment, President Donald J. Trump. That's going to be fucking hilarious in some time. I give it like, I don't know, 12 years from now we're going to be like, God damn. Remember when we had a pandemic and Donald Trump was our president and he fucked it? When we, when we all have kids, they're going to be like, oh, I don't feel so good. I can't go to school. Bro, I survived a pandemic. Go to school. <laughs> like, you, That's a privilege to go to school. I wish I could have gone to school during the 2020 coronavirus pandemic, but no. Like, that yeah, sounds dude. awful. Yeah. But everybody out there today, I hope you're doing well. Um, thank you once again for tuning in. We appreciate your viewership and patronage as always. Um, anything from you for the end of today, Emil? Anything for the good people watching? Um, I just want to say, uh, follow the rules so I can go back to concerts. And same goes for everybody who loves music. Yes, please. We like going to concerts, both uh, mainstream and local. And you fuckers out here are ruining it for the rest of us. <laughs> but I digress. Yep. Of course. Thank you for watching, everybody. Stay safe. Take care, stay informed, and we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night, everybody. Take care.